What's going on, guys and gals? My name is Chris Tonnevold, and this is Ambition Radio. This is a podcast where we try to find people that have found that balance between their life, family, career, and the pursuit of their passions, dreams, or hobbies. This week, we have the band Hydra Effects. They have been a staple of the Southern Maryland music scene for as long as I can remember. Really good dudes all about trying to make it with music and building a community around them. This was a really great conversation, and we cover everything from trying to balance a full-time career with the band to paving a future with music and building a, a legacy for their kids. I'll have all their links to their music and upcoming shows in the show notes. Go check them out and tell them how much you enjoyed hearing them on the show. Quick note, the audio is not the best on this episode. We had to do some splicing and editing to make sure it all sounded decent. I worked my tail off on it and wanted to give a shout out to Clay McNeil of Occupy Studio in Newark, Delaware. He was able to help me out a bit to make it sound much better than what it was. I'm still learning with everything, but hopefully it's not too bad for you guys. It's a lot of pushing buttons and hoping things work. But let me know what you think. Uh, As always, please rate and review on iTunes. Follow me on Spotify and subscribe on Google Play or however you get your podcast. Thank you for everything. Here's a show. Enjoy. As far as the band goes, I know that you're working on a, a new record, mm-hmm. which is, I believe, your first original record or second. This would actually be, um, we, we've had two since the culmination of this band in 2001. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have two full-length albums and probably about six singles since the creation of this band. So with this lineup, uh, the current lineup, it's our first song. Actually, first recorded Hydro Effects track in about five, six years. Yeah, because you guys have been around for a good solid 15, at least, right? 15, at least, maybe 15 BC, I think. <laughs> you talking about my birth date? <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a healthy minute. Yeah, because um, I, I just remember even when I was going into high school, you guys were still like the the biggest original band around here and i graduated in 05 so that was um that was right around when we got accepted to an nbc tv show really Uh uh-huh tell me about that what happened with that um it was nbc's i guess uh response to american idol Mm -hmm. which at that time was just gaining speed it was enormous um kelly clarkson Days right. and shit like that. <clears throat> um, so N- NBC put on this thing. It was called Star Tomorrow. And American Idol just essentially swallowed it up. And it was going to be like a very long reality show. Right. Turned into like maybe four or five live shows in a huge internet competition. And uh, we got selected. We just sent in this videotape. You, could, you couldn't see shit. It was like we were, in a, <laughs> we were in a dark corner. You couldn't see nothing. They love what they heard. Sent us to New York. We played for uh, David Foster. Mm-hmm. And um, we made it past that round. Went to California. Recorded on a soundstage. Um, did a commercial for the Nissan Versa. Which nice. was like... That must have been like... The, yeah, that must have been like the first model of that then. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm going to tell you how old this is. This was like one of the first cars with an aux jack in it. Wow. They're like, is this a new thing? You know? My they car don't have has a CD an aux jack in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. so we did that. We had the guys following us around with the little fuzzy microphones. Sure, yeah, yeah. It was, it was great. It was awesome. 
<clears throat> we came back, we gained a lot of steam from that, and we would just tour and do pretty much up and down the East Coast, and we would just do tons and tons and tons of shows. Right. We were young, we were stupid, didn't know what to do with our money, <laughs> didn't know what direction we wanted to go in. People started having kids, and yeah. my brother joined Sam Grow, and you know, I'm just been trying to keep it going, and now it's a full-time job. Um, trying to stay employed just by playing cover shows, original shows, selling music, any, anything I can. You know, this is my dream, so. Yeah, because is that, is that your only gig for you, Greg? Yes. Yeah, um, okay. Is that for everybody else, too? <coughs> well, Barbara, you, I mean, you had to speak on your um, No, I, I, I do have a day job. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm, yeah. And Gunny has a day job as well. So. Got to pay okay. the rent. Got to pay yeah. the rent. yeah. Um, okay, cool. So for Greg, this is this is your end all be all for right now at the moment, right? Yes, sir. Fantastic. So um the other the other thing as I know, this is you've been the most integral part. This is your band, right? Mm-hmm. Fantastic. All right, cool. Well, I try to make sure everybody that's that that comes and goes, it's it's not it's not like, you know, hey, you gonna do this. Right, right. Because right. this is my band. Right. You know? We all, it's all equal say. It's, it's, you know, I, his opinion is just as valuable as mine. And I try to, I try to keep it like that because, you know, it's, it's no fun if you can't be creative. For sure. You know, yeah. It's, you, you got to satisfy your own itch, so to yeah. speak, you know. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I like about this band is that it's, it's, an, everyone has an equal say. We pretty much don't do anything unless all four of us have talked about it and we have a majority. That 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 you know majority vote so to speak say yeah that's what we're gonna do or no we're not gonna do that or or whatever so um you know I, I like that I like that aspect of it because it's not it's not being directed toward anyone um you know what they're gonna do next we all kind of talk about things so yeah I mean it risk of sound a cliche it really is, we really are a family right and we care deeply about each other's lives and we try to you know help each other out uh, try to make each person's dream, you know, like got different things, wives, children. We're, we're trying to be sensitive to all that, man. And it's, I mean, it's a lot. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's probably the, the biggest thing to, to be able to juggle. Um, you know, if, especially if you guys have full-time jobs, families, all that stuff, because that's kind of the, the point of this show is trying to figure out the people that have kind of balanced that out and made it work. Right. And and what they do to to try and keep motivated to keep going, um, I think it's unique for for Hydro FX where uh, you guys have morphed from a, a straight original band like that was the only thing that you were doing. Just like what we were talking about with the NBC show, the, um, the couple albums that we've already done, the EPs and like the singles and stuff, right? And then morphing into the the covers and going into the bars and still being able to make a living, which is the most important part because it's so hard to make a living playing just music. Absolutely, bro. Um, I, I think it's probably even more difficult to, and maybe this is the area, I don't know, but maybe even more difficult to, to do this as often as we do as an original original act only um you know people want it when people go out um you know they want to hear songs that they're familiar with you know they want to dance with their girls and you know and and have a good time and you know they want to sing songs that they know and you know so i think 
I think for our shows, you know, we do covers, but we also sprinkle in the the original songs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we get to get, you know, we get some of our music out there and then also, you know, the music that people love to dance to and, and, and that kind of stuff. So I think I think we do a pretty good blend of that. I mean, at, at some point, if if you love this and you want to take it serious, and I mean, there's nothing wrong if you, if you just, you know, party with your boys and play music. There's, it's all what you want out of it. So I guess for me and a lot of other musicians that I've talked to, it's you kind of hit that crossroads where, for, for me, uh, it was, I want to play music for a living. Right. Whatever that entails, playing covers, uh, being a studio musician, um, doing acoustic acts, playing covers, playing original shit, whatever. To me, it's, you know, it beats the shit out of picking up a shovel and right, yeah. taking a hole, which I've done before in the past. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah, you just have to pick up equipment and bring it up tiny stairs and stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so to, to Gunny's point about playing covers and then playing originals, have you guys always been conscious of that? to be able to not just be a, a pure uh, cover band where you're just in there to to pick up the paycheck from the bars, you're still getting your own voices out there, your own work out there. I think we try to be conscious of that even with our covers too because we, we like to, you know, not just cover a song but kind of like do our version of it. Sure. You know, um, like we're huge reggae fans so we'll reggae's and stuff out from an original song that is not reggae, you know, for example. And I mean, it, I guess it's, um, it's very show dependent. Like you wouldn't get hired for three grand at somebody's wedding and, you know, do a father daughter dance. You're like, hold on, this is my <laughs> new single, bro. <laughs> it's kind of situational. Right. Based, right. Yeah. That's funny. Um, what, what has, kind of kept you driven as far as keeping the band moving because it has been such a long time with that and then also the the original album that you guys are working on now where did that idea come back from was it just uh stuff that you guys have been working on over the years and that you're just finally like all right we need to put pen to paper and and get some of this recording stuff out and, and get that out um or or was it anything deeper where like okay I can kind of push the covers off to the side and, and make a bigger push to be my own original band. Um, I guess, you, you know, my, my guy Scott here, he, he was always, he was a fan of us before he joined this band. Mm-hmm. And, and so was, so was my man Gunny over here. And they heard the original songs and they're like, we should, we should do this. And, you know, if I'm going to be completely honest, I was so focused on being employed. Right. And, you know, we got we to gotta do this. We, we have to get this done. We got to pay for certain budget band essentials we need to do our job, et cetera, et cetera. That I was like, fuck, it's been five, six years since I wrote a song. And honestly, we were so uh, inspired by all these younger up-and-coming bands at the time was like with lying eyes and stuff. Yeah. And they're putting out killer yeah, shit. Squid Ink. Squid Ink. Yeah. yeah those yeah, dudes are amazing. Great, I was listening to them today, actually. And, and I, I was like, amazing. I was like, you know what, man? It's a it's about it's about fucking time, you know? 
Yeah, it's a it's always been amazing to me because I I was booking shows about a 10, 11 years ago or so where it was all the the kids that you guys are seeing now that you know that was their first few bands that they were in and the talent level in this area has always insane dude yeah it's it's always astounded me and you look at bands like uh moldire that are, are trying to still make their mark uh and and build a community around everything with the, the open mics and then yeah for you you're you're doing the karaoke and and open mics a little bit too i believe um but the the fact that everybody is a little bit more mature now and everybody's realizing that oh yeah we need to kind of come together as a as a community and and get all a lot of the the people that are talented their chance to actually shine a little bit is is better. Yeah, it's uh, I'm so grateful of every other band that plays down here. Not not uh, we we try to make sure we support everyone. We're insanely anti shit talking. Period. Right. Like unacceptable. Um, but if these cats are in a club then that means then we're in the club. Their friend's band is in the club, and there's a demand for a scene of music. You know what I mean? His his dad is played in bands around here for... I mean, talk about your dad, man. He's a monster. I know. My dad... I mean, my dad's been playing around here forever. Like, he was a band. But, um, yeah, I mean... Going back to your your question about originals and stuff, mm-hmm. honestly, to be quite honest, that's what keeps us relevant. And I think anybody that's what keeps us relevant. Here's my deal. Everyone is is sitting here and we're all musicians. All these bands that play around, we're all musicians. And we need to band together and be a community, a tight community. And we should always be helping each other out. Always. But as far as staying relevant, that's what keeps you relevant. Here's the deal. Every cover band, you know, you're, you can say cover band, every, you have that label or whatever. But here's the deal. So you're, we're all musicians. So I, I can't speak for everyone else, but I would think that it is because of carrying that one uh, similar trait that we're all musicians. We all have that creative spirit within us to create something. Mm-hmm. And what lies beneath that is really to reach the people. To reach right. the people. Because let's face it, man. You go out. What what do you do every weekend? And we love it, by the way. But what you go out and you create an atmosphere. And you want to take everyone out of that nine to five. Just for what it may be. Four hours or whatever. Now, listen. They can go down and put a dime in the jukebox, baby. And hear <laughs> rock and roll or whatever. They can do that. You can do that. But they want to come out. We want to give them an experience. I love covers. That's great. Without covers, where would anybody be? Right. If it wasn't for covers, we wouldn't flip on our radios and hear uh, music. But we are staying relevant in the fact, and you have to. You've got to create. You've got to create. You've got to create. And what's pushed me, I'll just tell you from my aspect as being, you know, a musician myself, is that I had this epiphany one day, and I was like, dude, um, I love playing covers, and that's awesome. These covers have inspired me to get where I am now. Mm-hmm. You know, they've kind of been a conduit of creativity, you know, and I've kind of tapped into other things, and I can, you know, that's awesome. You're influenced by so many other things. But then those influence all culminate, and it's almost like they come together, and you grab something, and you, you it's like 
you throw a little bit of that spice into here and you create something new and you're and you take all your influences, you put them into one pot, and it's almost like you carry on that music in a way. Right. But it's but it's it's in a different wrapper and it's your own. And you create you make it your own. You make you write originals. And that's what keeps you relevant. Because you play your covers, you sprinkle in the your originals, and you keep doing that over time. And then those people start saying, Hey man, you know, blah blah, that's really cool. We yeah, then hear, we want to hear your originals. Your cover hustle hopefully one day is erased and, in and, your original. And, and I don't mean that in negative connotations by any means. Right. But what I'm saying is is that that is something and I think I think every local band should strive. And this is what I'm saying, man. If you're a musician, you weren't created to sit here. You don't have this talent to sit here and play other people's music. Wow, that's cool. That's awesome. But you get to a point where it's like, wait a minute, I have something to give. What's in here I can tap into and make something of my own and give it to them. Right. You know, because ultimately that's what we want to do. We want to provide something. We want somebody to take away from something from our shows, whether they, they get out of here in their workplace and they come out to blow off some steam, whatever. But what we want to do is have them leaving and being like, wow, that wasn't just going to listen to a cover band. We had an experience because you can go listen to anything, True but that. it's the experience. That's what draws you back. So by putting your, uh, by creating your originals and putting your heart and soul and your spirit into those songs, making them and drawing from all your other influences. And we've got a lot of diverse members in this mm -hmm. band that come from different backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Different backgrounds, style, genres, age, ears, whatever. But we have one thing in common. We're all lovers of music. And you know what? We want to come together and use that. And we want to put it out there as a creative collective. And we want to draw people in. That's what we want to do. At the end of the day, if somebody can walk up to us and say, man, I was at the bar, I was having a horrible day, but I came in to see Hydrofix, and you know what, man? Those guys were, I had a, they, were, they were awesome. I had an experience. I didn't, and that nine to five, it just, it went away. And you know what? I had an experience. And guess what? The next day, they're going to wake up and be like, dude, that was cool. Hopefully, I, I, hopefully they feel better. Yeah. They should. Because of a part of us, we put everything into all of our music, all of our originals. And then we musically throw that out to everybody. So a piece of us is going out to everybody. Nice. All right. And that was the abridged version. <laughs> <laughs> um, when when did you become kind of conscious of that as far as all of that? Is it something where instead of just as a band that, yeah, I want to play these tunes, I want to go out, and I want to, um, you know, be a part of the, the scene that's around us, or, and yeah, when did it click to be like, I need to make that experience and I need to be an escape for people. I need to be able to, that's going to elevate us and that's what's going to separate us from all the other dime a dozen cover bands, right? Because there's, there's so many that, that are out there and I think that's one of the, one of the areas of concern that I, I, I sometimes have with Maryland as a whole is that there's, there's tons of competition around here and the the markets get pretty saturated with all the different musicians that are all trying to make a name for themselves that are all trying to to make money out of this and, and to make a career and a life out of this um so when when did that kind of click for you that this is what i'm passionate about and this is what i want to make an experience not just play some tunes well i think um 
it, first that you brought up the, the competition thing mm-hmm. like of, of course you know it's 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 somewhat competitive like by nature i guess mm-hmm. but i've said this line to a million people and if you're listening to this i mean this from the bottom of my heart that the only competition that i see is my bills that's the only thing i'm in competition with everybody else i will support give me your shit i'll put it up on my page you know that that's how it, I, f- I feel like it should be right. like the community feeling um to make it in a an experience like like Scott was saying like at a event like I have to come back and see this band was a series of of us just playing covers right um there was this one story where this uh we played this gig it was dead as shit mm-hmm. and this guy was there with his mom and his mom was 92 years old and she was like can y'all play some prince purple rain is my favorite song i was like oh okay then <laughs> strap on your seatbelt and we that's like our favorite song to play so we i mean we murdered it dude and uh we caught up with the same guy uh months later when uh, we fourth of july this year remember yeah. remember we did yeah, the fourth uh, of july show for blessing of the fleet was it fourth of july it wasn't fourth of july. it was october it was was it okay it was long blessing way, of the way fleet. i remember july. yeah the 358th day of July. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> so he came up. And he's like, I don't know if you guys remember me. And hand to God, I, I didn't because sure. I play so many shows. Sure. Um, was, my mom was a lady at the place you guys played. And she passed away. And she, up until the day she died, would not stop talking. About that? Yeah, about, about that. It was like, it meant the world to me. And he got all teared up. I got all teared up. Shit, it was. That's why. Yeah. That's exactly why. You make that connection, that heartfelt. I got chills just thinking about that shit. It, because because of people like that, we want to make that experience for everyone. Sure. You know, it'll hit a, hit or miss, but we given hundred fifty every fucking time because of that. You know? That's fantastic. That that that's gotta feel good. Yeah, and, and and as far as um, you know, other local bands' influence on the area, and 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 obviously Hydro Effects' influence on 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 people. Um, when I I moved here three years ago, and I I didn't play music all my life like 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 these guys. Sure. Here. So I'm I'm a newbie rookie to this whole to this whole thing. I'm just a music lover. Um, I had a guitar, you know, in high school and that kind of thing. But you know, I'd pluck around a little bit and knew a few chords, but I didn't really play play. So um, I just started. I, found out that ABC had bands on Friday nights. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll walk over there and check it out. And there are some amazing bands in this area. Um, Trilogy was awesome. Um, Shout out. uh, Only for Tonight was really good. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a couple of really good bands. And uh, and I I was enjoying myself. So every Friday I would walk walk around the corner and go to to ABC. And I walked in. These guys were playing. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's my jams (laughs) right there. And, uh. And, and and so I you know I came back like another month later or so when, when they were back there playing, and uh, and I was like I got to talking to these guys and found out that that uh, two of the members were also veterans. So uh, so we just kind of struck up conversations and stuff. I started helping set up, tear down, trying to learn sound, how to run sound, and those kinds of things. Um, Eric, our bass player, is not here tonight. Um, has taught me a lot about that. And then uh, then eventually I started playing about a year ago. Um, you know, a song here, a song there, kind of thing. Um, the one thing that I that I 
have been conscious of ever since I've been involved is our how we look to other people on, you know on stage. So we've done a lot of work in our lighting department, and uh, we've we we fixed some you know some things. Um, I think our sound is much better. Um, so we work on that quite a lot to make sure that the people that come out to the shows, a they feel like family, and and I think we do a good job of that. I mean because we truly care about the people that come out to our shows. They become your friends after a while. Um, or so, they come become band members, or they come, yeah, or they yeah. become band members like me. So, um, so yeah, I mean, they become Pace your sucks. friends and they become your family, and they're the people that you dap it up with and drink beer with, and and it's you know it's it's a cool experience. So we try to make sure we put out the best product we we, we can for the people that that come out to our shows. That's great. Um, what I had a thought, so th- this will be edited out. I think maybe we'll maybe. just leave it in there. Um. Yes. Okay. That's that's what it was. So we we you just talked about lights, the the package, what people see, and uh, Scott was talking about the overall experience and stuff like that. Um, you guys have been in the game for a while, so that that drive to continue to better yourself, to see what's around you, and do you guys take pointers from even the the younger guys that are around yeah, you? Absolutely. Abs- this day and age with social media. Like, I remember, Barbara, I'm sure you do too, man, with your old bands. When you would. With AOL? No. Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally, physically posting flyers yeah. on fucking telephone poles. You know what I mean? The, the, the younger cats that are coming up in bands have kind of showed us the way of social media, streaming music, downloading music, all of that. And I think everybody my age is it, we're a little behind. accidentally re- resistant to, yeah. to that shit. Yeah, we're, you know and we're mean? behind the power curve on that. You know, there's still so many things we need to learn about how to use social media yeah, to I our mean, advantage. I mean, you can't go to a show and sell CDs because you're like, JC, what's a CD? Is right. What my grandma listens even, to? Even <laughs> a lot of cars nowadays don't have it. Like when yeah, I right, was right. when I was searching for mine, one of the reasons why I got an older model was because it's still had a CD player. And that that was such a big thing to me because when I go to to shows and I go to to everywhere and I try to pick up an album, what's bonkers to me is the fact that there's there's vinyl that's such a big part of everything now. Yeah, that's that's so weird to me. But yeah, to your point, you know, when when I was doing shows, the biggest thing that I was doing was printing out flyers and hundreds of flyers and and spending all this money on flyers uh, ten years ago, and then. Dropping two hundred at Staples. Yeah, yeah, and then MySpace became a thing, and then Facebook became a thing, and then I had to learn how to use events and like learn how to try to market that, and I still haven't figured it out. Um, to be able to do this, to to be able to just like digitally do everything and and go to a place and, and talk to you guys about it. I mean, this is this is insane to me because I don't, I still don't know what I'm doing. Uh, but the the social media to to your point, I mean that's such a big thing to wrap your head around, especially if not only if you're a full time band, but if you're working full time, then working yeah. the band full time, and then trying to juggle social media and trying to keep your presence out there, and and trying to make sure that you're getting all the exposure that you need. It, it's just it's so much. It's fast paced, and the, the way people consume. Uh, Oh, they consume yeah. media on a yeah. on a at a blistering rate. I mean, you think about when you scroll through Facebook, how many videos do you see before noon? Probably hundreds. So 
trying to put stuff out there um, it stands that people, out. yeah, that, a it has to stand out. But how do you how do you keep up with that demand? Is I, I think is a challenge for us. We've I think we've done much better this year. Um, we we've partnered up with uh, with what's up Southern Maryland. Um, so they've helped us out quite a bit on keeping our our Facebook presence out there, so to speak, and um, and upping our game in, a, in the digital age. So, um, so that that's been a big help help to us. I mean, we almost we have to outsource. You can't you can't keep up with the demand. Exactly. Shout out to uh, Giselle. She's a good friend of ours. What's up, Southern Maryland? Shout out, hey Giselle. Shout out to you. <laughs> She's sitting right here. <laughs> What's up, Southern Maryland? Uh, yeah, that it's it's such a big world that I I'm still not even comfortable with, and I'm you know a little bit younger than you guys, and I still have no idea what I'm doing. It's 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 insane to me too, like even working in in retail that I do now because I'm a retail manager and the the age gap that I have to deal with from like 20, 21 all the way up to 35, 40, 45 which I think is probably what you guys are dealing with even at your shows, right? Yeah. So trying to bridge that gap between the the younger generations that want that instant gratification now that want to be able to see it on on Facebook, like it or see it on Instagram, like it and then keep moving, like you, you're not getting their attention. Yeah, and captivating people is is very very difficult in this in this day and age for sure. Well, and I think part of that is I'm reminded, and there's a proverb, old proverb that says, "Where there is no vision, the people perish." The internet is a conduit in which to bring a viable vision to the people. That's one. So, yeah. so <laughs> here's the deal. No, I'm impressed, dude. So, where I'm there sad. is no vision, the people perish. So we, I can only speak for us, we take this technology that's used, it's like here it is, we're, we're the internet, this is your conduit, do you have a vision, bring it in here. And here's the deal, man, you have to be like-minded, like, I'm, I'm, I'm really blessed to be in a band that we all have a like-mindedness, one vision, we're all on the same page, what to do, and we're going for it. There's no strife and pulling and this and that and the other. We're on the same page. Very important for creativity to flow through such a conduit as this. That is what brings the vision to the people. So if you have something to cast and it's out there and it's original, you use this conduit, you throw that net out, and you pull them in. So, but it starts with that like vision. If you're, if you have, say you're, here's what my advice would be. It's totally off the subject, but I'm sitting over here thinking about this right now. I'm just going to run with it. So if you're if you're sitting over there and you're like, oh yeah, well I'm in a cover band right now, or I'm joining a band, and I have this vision that I I have a vision, I have a belief, I want to do something more than just this. So if you have that, and then the other guys don't have that vision, then dude, then take your vision, cast your vision to somebody else, because there's somebody else there out there that's like, yeah, I want to make this, I want to do this, I want to run with it. And guess what? 99% of the time, the people out there are going to tell you, well, you can't do that. That's not going to work. This isn't how it goes. <laughs> but it does go that way. <laughs> you know why it goes that way? Because you buck the system in a way. You swim upstream. Go upstream. Go against it. Don't ever say, well, my vision, uh, it's too small, or I don't have something, or my music isn't too good, or no one's going to like it. Yeah, somebody might not like it, but you know what? There's a lot of people that will. And guess what? You want to connect with those people that like it and pull them in. You don't want to be a gunshot. Right. Blast. You want to be a laser. Throw your stuff out there. The world's huge. You know? Creativity's huge. Throw it out there. So, 
The internet is a very valuable tool in which to cast that vision out in that sea and those masses of people and draw them in. And if you don't, you'll get some bites, draw them in. But run with it and don't be afraid of your vision. Throw it out there. You want to create? Guess what? Because you are a creator. You're a musician. You, oh, well, I learned the guitar. I was this or I was that. No. You are blessed with that talent. So what you do now is take it to the next level. Go. Keep going. Keep going. Dude, you're... Metaphors are the <laughs> He's on point tonight. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> I like it. I mean that's that's one of the reasons why uh I feel like this band is successful because of that Thank drive you, and that, that passion and appreciate that. And the fact that, you know, Greg can can do this as a living and not have to like what you said earlier, not have to use the microphone to bang nails in a board. And the vision takes sacrifice. And yeah. this man has done it. Yeah. All of us have done it to a point. But the vision takes sacrifice. Don't think because you're gifted and you have an ability and have a talent that guess what? Oh, it's going to come easy. It's not. You're going to have to put it in. You're going to have to go uphill. But it takes sacrifice. Um, I mean, absolutely. It, to, to, to give some advice, if you're thinking about you know, quitting your job, I'm going to do this full time. It never stops. This is right. a small business. I mean, it, it, it's not just a band. It's a it's a small business. Oh, I can attest to that one. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I work. I probably put twenty, thirty hours a week into this into this band. And so. I learned. I was very influenced by my brother who did this uh, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were they were playing in the corner of Applebee's and shit. I mean, like whatever it took to to get it done. And if you do, and he told me this, and Sam told me this too. He's like, if you don't hustle, you don't eat. It's, it's sink or swim. Like you have no choice but to swim because you got. I have kids. They have kids. It's. I mean, you have to wake up and grind every day. I know it sounds cliche, but it's the fucking truth. Yeah. Um. I talked to Ron Vento of Night Sky Studios, and one he's of an the, amazing. He's a mentor of mine. It was Absolutely. a. It was a great interview, and I, I really, really appreciate it. And one of the things that um we talked about though is the the time involvement and investment and what he was talking about is that you can't just play there's so much other stuff gunny to your point 20 to 30 hours a week um you can't put eight hours into it a week or eight hours into it a month because you're only playing two three hour shows every week or every other week right and expect to Make it to the next level. Expect to do everything yeah. else in there. You can't uh, have a million dollar dream with a minimum wage yeah, this, work. Yeah, this exactly. Is my, this is my second full time job for sure. Yeah. <laughs> and no yeah. doubt. I mean, no doubt. I mean, as many shows as we do, and the social media hustle that you have to be on these days. That'll be any louder. Um. Yeah. So it's it's a lot of work. A lot of work. Yeah. That and it was it was always um it was always nuts to me that some people you know, just kind of expect it to happen. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, they just expect it to just all like go in and, and everything's going to work out. Like I know for a fact that this is going to take a lot of work to, to make sure that this can, can reach out to as many people as possible. Cause it, it's, it, you're building something from the ground up. And if you're not taking it serious, like some of the, the guys aren't right. And you're not treating it like to your point, Greg, the as a business. And that's that's one of the biggest things that I've I've noticed 
um, throughout all the different conversations of all the different bands that I, I've interviewed, all the different studios. Um, Ron Vento, like I said, he, he hammers this point home so much. If you don't take it serious and if you don't treat it as a business and if you don't have that mindset, you know, you're going to go away within six months. Yeah, and then people... Well, it's I mean, going to show up in your performance, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and there's uh, uh, people who um, who are very talented. Um, I mean, I, you know, since we all about some metaphors here, like if I had... I spent so much time on this recipe for a burger. Open up a burger shop, and I know my burger is the shit. On point. Best burger you'll ever have. Are you going to take my word for it? Or am I going to have to prove to you right. how delicious my burger is? You know, you can't, there's a, a lot of insane, incredible guitar players that you'll never know about in your life. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. they, they don't want, and that's that's their choice. You know, you don't want to go out and play, you don't want to record or whatever, but just at home doing some Ingve Malmsteen shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's fine, but if, if you want, don't assume that people are going to like you when they don't even know you. Right. You have to open that door up. You have to hustle. You have to market in people's face. You have to give them as much, with the internet, as much free shit consumables, if you will, as possible. Yeah, and I, I think it's also interesting um, when you're a band and you're you're ready to take it to that next level, not only do you have to balance out just playing and learning songs and kind of figuring out what people like, but then you have to learn how to market. You have to learn all the marketing. You have to learn how to advertise. And then, you know, like what Gunny was talking about, you know, outsource, but you, who can you trust to outsource? What's up, Southern Maryland? I, I, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's who you trust to do right. it for you because we don't know what we're doing. Hey, man, our sponsor's on the couch, man. Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's, that is an incredible point that, uh, it, Vast amount of interviews done. I've never heard somebody put it like that. It's like you're entrusting someone with your baby, your yeah. your your creation, your your heart, fucking soul, man. You know. So if you pay somebody across the country to do this shit, they're not gonna they don't know your your passion. Right, they're they not invested share, in you. Yeah, right. They don't share your passion. She's she's known us. Um, I don't know how long, about half a year now or so? We, yeah, well, she started hanging out with us, mm-hmm. talking to us, you know, but she's connected to it because she's got a passion for it now, too. And if you don't, then you do a great job in lying. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I mean, she's incredible. Thank you, Giselle. And you know what? And on that note, it's, and she is. And on that note, um, what Greg was talking about, you know, the sacrifice and stuff like that to make it all and whatever. But, you know, in that sacrifice, not only are we putting a product out there, but just as we were inspired, we want to inspire others. Right. Can you imagine? Dude, hey, listen, I was in a, I was in another band. I was in a band, you know, and for five years or four or five years, I, fo- I, I you know, moved back here from Alaska and follow these guys around i was like man anytime i wasn't playing i would go out and my brother and i would go out and i would say man oh how's your effects playing yeah let's go and i used to say man i used to tell my brother i'd be like man we really their their drummer's awesome man this band steve would tell me man you really like this band don't you i was 
like, yeah, they're great. He's like, you know what? He said, you seem like you have more fun coming to watch these guys than when you. <laughs> and I said, radio edit. And I said, and I said, I said, yeah, I don't know, man. He said, hey, man, maybe that's your vision. Maybe you should, you know, maybe, you know, well, I don't know. But what they did, and I wasn't keen to at the time, is Greg, like for 15 years, has been casting that out, but hasn't been casting it out in a sense to gain. He has. He's. We're always gaining new fans, but he doesn't understand. Well, he may. He maybe he does, try but <laughs> I will. And so, I don't try anything. I just do it. Hmm. Want to try me? <laughs> but it was inspiring to me. The music was inspiring, and it almost took me like where I was at. And that see, that's what's so awesome. They inspired me, and now, dude, I'm sitting in their band because of that. Yeah, so I'm, now it's like, dude, let's inspire other people. I'm in the exact same boat as you, Scott. It's I mean, unbelievable. That's, that's how I got involved as well. So, you know, it, it's pretty pretty impressive, um, the influence that music has on, on people. For sure. It's a universal language, man. Yeah, absolutely. Universal. It's so cool to see it on the other side. Of it. I mean, clearly we're all inspired by music. That's why we're in a band. That's why I play guitar. But to see someone who's not a musician and how much it inspires their life personally dude, take it up is unreal dude like it's just it's the coolest fucking feeling mm-hmm. ever it really is <laughs> oh my gosh yeah it's like winning the lottery without even buying a ticket that's why we're all in bands you see them people rocking out like singing your singing the words you wrote with your brother fucking smoking doobies in the house just getting all bent up writing a song that we didn't think was going to be worth a shit and people still sing it 10 years later yeah, mm. it's awesome, dude. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I do want to uh, touch on um, is is playing so much in Southern Maryland. Do you also have that that mindset to be able to get back out now that you guys are older? Um, I, I we talked uh, about that earlier where you did tour. You you were on NBC. You were able to get that exposure and that kind of traction earlier. Right. So how do you kind of balance that out now that you have family, you have careers that you have to figure out and are you able to balance out touring? Are you able to plan that stuff out? It's uh well, the older you get, um, and from when I, I did that, you know, a decade, some change mm-hmm. ago, um, and at least for, for, from what I could see in my limited, site was there wasn't a lot of bands that were doing it as as much as there is now i mean it's the surplus of bands is through the roof there's no shortage of bands to be hired for x event so i mean the when, when you make your full-time job it's the same reason you still have your your day job sure. it's you you play around here most of the time for, for us most of the time, for you, we we gotta we have to feed our children right first and right, foremost. Right, right. Um, and we we take that, and then we take our uh, we call it our risks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Where you go to, you know, Pennsylvania or like deep ass Virginia yeah. for for not a lot of money, but foot in the door show. We go there. We put heart and soul into it. Hopefully, they dig it and want us back get more shows, get more fans, sell them our stuff, you know. We, you know, 
I think Barnum and Bailey, man. Yeah, I think it's in interesting. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting that you guys have been around for so long, but you're still understanding that every show is an opportunity, and every show is a foot in the door to hopefully gain more traction and more fans. It's not, oh yeah, you should pay us this amount because we're awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we've been doing it for so long. It, it's more of, hey, we we understand what we are, we understand where we're popular. And we also understand uh, what we need to kind of keep going. So having having that sense of maturity and 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 that level of uh, humility a l- little bit, it, and saying that hey, I I understand what this is. I understand this is a risk for us and it's a risk for you. Let's make sure this is the most profitable and then the the biggest impact that we can have yeah. in this area. Some some philosophy on this on this subject. Um, one of the things, one of the I think roles that that I play in the band is is, is I, I like to think the brainstormer um, along with Greg here. I mean, we're bouncing stuff off of each other pretty much every day, several times a day. Um, and you know, the name of the game is what do we do to to take this to the next level? Um, what do we do to get signed on to a major tour? I mean, that, that's those are very very big questions. While while in the same token, realizing that it 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 if bands, if you're listening to this, every show you play, it's a privilege to play and to have people pay for your shit or pay for your band to be there. It 100% is a privilege and a luxury to another business. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. It's, they could pay DJ such and such to spin the same songs I'm playing, but... It, you know, clearly it's not like a live band experience, right. but if they're there to save money, their business, we are, a priv- it's a privilege for us to play. Like, it's not, because, like you said, it's not because I've been playing for so long that you, I demand you give me a show. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, you, humility and humbleness is paramount if you want your band to be a business. Yeah, no, and, and if any other band, any, any other bands are listening. If you don't, you're not going to succeed. You're you know, one not. of the things that I think that we've struggled with, and I kind of put this up on a map one time. I plotted out actually on Google Google Maps everywhere we play, and we we're so centrally located right here in Southern Maryland with the with the outliers, obviously uh, Ocean City or, or, or something like that. Colonial but Beach. but here's the thing you have to keep in mind: keep in mind that the people that come out to bars or venues or whatever. That's a select group of people. It's a select group of people that do go out. They do go out, out to enjoy beers and bands and their friends and etc. The people that sit at home watching Bart Simpsons and eating popcorn on a Friday night are going to continue to do that. Okay, so if you're going to reach new people, which that's the name of this game, the name of the game is always gaining a new fan. And so if you're going to gain new fans, you can't play the same old circuit. You know, because if you do, you're only, you're playing to the same people that I've seen you before. They've already liked you on Facebook. They've shared your stuff on Facebook. They followed you on Twitter or whatever the case may be. You've tapped that market. So if you're going to get out, you need to start thinking about getting your foot in the door in different venues, different states. You know, with you know what you feel like you can reach. Mm-hmm. Um, you yeah. know, uh, you know, for a weekend show kind of thing. But gaining gaining new fans is the number one hustle. That's the game. Yeah, I um, uh, I I actually have this this thought a lot when it comes to bands that I I'm I'm pretty big friends with. Um, a lot of the DC bands stay in DC. Exactly. A lot of the Baltimore bands stay in Baltimore, 
and they don't really do a very good job of trying to purposefully spread out. And when I say that, I mean, to your point, Gunny, you, you map out everything that you're playing and then you start looking at, okay, we're, we're established in the central area. Let's go ahead and take a weekend and, and go up to Pennsylvania. Let's go. Exactly. Yeah. So you have to, and this is, this is something that I get worried about, even with the bands that are down here is, are you purposefully looking to book shows in DC Baltimore, Richmond, Fredericksburg, whatever it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. Just had that conversation last week, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I, th- I think we, we know what we need to do to, to sustain our business, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So we get that done. And then you take your risk time, knowing that you're not going to make a whole lot of money, or it's going to be the gas bill is going to be through the roof, or, you know, we're going to have to, we don't have to, you know, take it take it in an arm on this one. Um, but without risk, there's not reward. There's right. some places that we play all the time now that if we didn't go in and say, hey, give us a chance to blow your mind, and then we blow your mind, and then we're back there all the time. You, you have to be smart, keep your bills paid, but don't be afraid to take a risk. And kind of plan for your risk. We have a band fund that we stock money in as if it's another member for incidentals, speakers blowing up cables, all, cables, hotel, yeah. uh, you know, something breaks down in the truck or the trailer or something, you know, we, we have that. We make sure we have that. We have to play a certain amount of venues to get that, so to speak, but take some risks or else, you know, it, I mean, it's fine. Even if you don't want to expand your business, but we, we do. Yes. I mean, it's it's a new skill learned every effing day, man. You know? What do you think is, is one of the, the underlying reasons why you guys stay so driven and, and focused on your goal to keep expanding, keep growing, keep touching new people um, that, that aren't just the same people that are sharing those Facebook status and going to those bars? Is it something that it just... In innate in you that you're just like, yeah, I want to get my voice out there as much as possible, or is it something that even even you just wanting to be more of a, a rock star or whatever it is? What what do you think it is that that keeps you guys driven the most? Man, that's a. I'm sorry, guy. If you were to go, uh, um, well, I, honestly, uh, for me, like, I've never excelled in anything more than I have in music, playing sure. guitar. It's, I was I was. God made me to play the guitar. You know what I mean? And I'm not like, that new shit. <laughs> you know, like, it's what I'm supposed to do with this earth. Right. Um, for me, number one is to show my kids that you can, you can do anything. Your dad, you know, puts chicken nuggets in your belly from playing music. You know what I mean? Like, it's my dad's, oh, you're going to a show? Oh, you got a podcast interview tonight? And that's why I do it. My kids and my awesome wife, who supported me for 17 years now. That's number one for me is to show my kids they can do it, and you know, like a life a life goal, man, is I'm employed by music. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah that's amazing. And I mean, I I can't. I got to play music, man. I, I go insane <laughs> without it, dude. Seriously. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that 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 keeps me motivated about doing this is just a, a lifelong 
goal of mine or dream, if you want to use that term, uh, of being in front of people playing music. And I, can, I mean, for me, not having done it all of my life and just only doing it since I've, I've been involved with Hydro Effects, I mean, it's the most, uh, it's the most amazing feeling when you can get up there and people are rocking out, jamming to what you're playing. And I, I think one of the coolest things was uh, when we opened up for, uh, for Fuel this year. Um, you know, I got up there and jammed out a song and, and, and hearing all those people, you know, singing the words back to you. I mean, they were singing over us. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so, but when you have that kind of energy and those kinds of people out there that are just rocking out and having a great time, man, that, I mean, that's what motivates you because when you leave that show, you're like, all right, on to the next one. What are we going to do that's bigger than this? Right. But, you know, let, let's get, you know, a bigger crowd or, you know, better involvement or whatever by 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 crowds or fans so you're always seeking that next big show and so i think that's a big for me that's a big motivator scott i think what keeps us going out speak for me but i think i can speak for everyone in this band is our passion to create and release that creative energy when we play and not only that because we were once inspired to do the same thing and we took that and we compounded on that and we fed our own our own um our own ideas and our own influences and we put that into music and now we're influencing other people and but that's what keeps us going it's that whole you know it's a whole secular thing so who knows man you know uh, who knows greg you know 15 years from now there might be another or two years who knows but there will be somebody else that we've come up and we've inspired, you know, and that's for me though. That's what does it because you know what that means for me. I'll speak to you just on this for me. That's that means, true. that means my gift wasn't wasted. Right. I didn't, I didn't right. bury it in the ground. I was given a gift. So what did I do with it? I didn't face the wall and sit inside and play and say, man, this is really cool. But I was afraid of rejection. So I don't want to go out and give it out. No, it means you, you take the step, you go out and you give it out. You're not afraid of rejection and, and you give it out. And so that is what inspired me. You know, that's the same thing that inspired me. And then now I'm, I'm in this band. It was the passion that inspired me to create and go on. And then, and now I'm here with, with, with four people that are absolutely brilliant, collectively creative minds. Yeah. And the, um, the, I remember we used to play park rock. Everybody remembers park yeah. rock. Yeah. Uh, we used to play it. Years and years ago, there was there was like small. I I would guess they were fucking children. I mean, like twelve, thirteen year old. Now they're doing that. Uh, a couple of them cats are doing that. Uh, um, they have like four or five metal bands. They play at like the tavern or like brass rail. Yeah. I think Moldai yeah, is yeah, like yeah. part of it too. Yes, sure. Yes. Um, uh, Brandon Nicholson, great yes. dude, love him to death. Um, they're they're starting a metal scene and they're packing the house. Yeah, it's, it's fucking metal, dude. Yeah, yeah, that's it, what I'm talking about. This this area has always been very interesting because underneath the the major bands that have been around for a long time, um, just like with with what you guys have been doing for the past fifteen or so years, there has been that that uh, underlying scene of depending on what county you're from, this underground original music that not everybody knows about because they're not able to play in the bars quite as often. Um, True. It's, 
it it's always it was always interesting because I had to rent out church halls, I had to rent out uh, coffee shops, I had to rent out and and talk to other businesses that could be all ages. While there's this whole other scene and, and group of bands that were playing in bars that were able to touch more people just because of that. So Boots. to your to your yeah. point, um, Calvert in particular has always been a very big heavy metal scene. Yeah. St. Mary. That's where I grew up in. Yeah. Calvert. Yeah. So you had, cause I, it was funny. Um, last January. So roughly about a year ago, uh, five South started doing original music and, uh, it's, I went there for the first time and I was able to see, uh, deadbeat holiday, uh, I think Moldire played and um, Coast is Clear, I believe. Like Shallow Deep too? Maybe, maybe. Um, but what I was looking at on the stage are these are the kids that I booked when they were 16. Yeah, man. And, and seeing them awesome, a decade. Right? Yeah, it was fantastic. And seeing them a decade later, I, it was a dual-edged sword. One, it's amazing to me that they're still able to do everything, right? And still seeing a, a somewhat vibrant scene around here is fantastic. That's full original music. But the other part of that is it's the same people that are playing the same music. And there's no 16-year-olds to book bands that are playing in bands that are are, are growing up and, and creating, you know, continuing the scene. Um, Scott, to your point where you, you talked about the cyclical nature of everything, right? It's still this area is a very cyclical area where it's the same people that are going through the cycle over and over again and, and go and reinventing themselves a little bit. Yeah. It's not any real new blood, unfortunately. And I think that's, that's one of the, the bigger pieces that I, I drive home myself is that I grew up around all of you guys. And I grew up trying to get the younger kids around me elevated. And there doesn't seem to be that much around there. And I don't know if you guys have seen that or not. I would I would fully agree with that, and I don't know if it's just. Uh, I mean, let's be honest, dude. I mean, it's a pain in the ass to learn an instrument at first. It really <laughs> is, you know. And I I don't know if it's just because how technology and, and you know and, and and everything works. I mean, you could take a shit and look at a ho- the top of a house and fuck yeah. Japan. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's it's. Well, I think younger people spend so much time on their devices these days, and their idea of fame or 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 success um, is is, it, is it it, acceptance. It, 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 yeah, it's an acceptance thing. I think a lot of in a lot of cases, but you know, they want to be the next YouTube prankster stars. And for us, probably growing up, hey, if you wanted to, if you wanted to be famous or or any of that, man, it, you know pick up a guitar or, or you know, or, or some drumsticks, you know, that's, that's how you got out there and got to be, got I, to be famous. How but. many award shows have you seen? And I mean, mate, look, if you're young and you're listening to this, I'm old as fuck. Okay. <laughs> so it, it's, there's people hosting awards shows that are like internet celebrities, such and such that, you know, uh, went in, slapped somebody in the face with his dick in Starbucks or something. You know what I mean? Like they are famous. For just, just going viral, yeah, 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 yeah right. viral videos yeah. and things, things of that nature. So, I, I, so you have to take music 
I mean, I'm not dissing the younger generation, but you have to take music in the same, uh, it's the same medium you're trying to get people to pay attention to you. Sure. And even myself, it's like, guy slaps a dude in the face at Starbucks. <laughs> All right, I'm going to watch it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's true. You're, you're up against that, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, one of the things, um, this this wraps back into it. Um, I just interviewed uh, Keith Grasso of Island Music uh, up in La Plata. Yeah, we love Island Music. That's uh, Keith, love you, dude. That's, that's our crack store. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things that, that he's done, which I thought was very, very unique, is he has grown from just a brick-and-mortar music shop to doing festivals, does the, uh, the Rocktoberfest, uh, continuing to build a, a scene a little bit for all the little musicians that go in there. Yeah, and Chris Christine awesome. did like the school of rock for the, yeah. for the kids. Yeah. It's incredible, yeah. man. Yeah, that's what it's about. That's what it's about, man. Getting it's back. amazing, man. Yeah, so it, it was interesting to me, and I don't know if you guys are conscious of this at all, um, but one of the one of the things that I, I saw him do is really break out of his shell a little bit to where he's not just a music shop. He's, he's putting PAs into government buildings. Mm-hmm. He's, he's doing festivals. Like I said, giving back to the community, making sure that kids have a place to a uh, place to play and all that stuff. Um, what Greg, you're talking about your kids and, and, and your future. And do you find yourself wanting to make sure that there is a safe place for them, that they're, that they are inspired by your music to continue your, your own little music uh, legacy as well. Too? Like if I, I don't know if you're <laughs> familiar with, we're around the same age. Remember like my brother's yeah. place. Yeah. If, if that's what you like, kind of what you're referring to yeah. hyperspace and shit. Yes, hyperspace. Dude, yeah. Wow. We yeah. Used, yeah. We used to play all those and it was cool. It was all ages. Yep. Yeah. Right next to uh, TNT fashions. Yeah, in yeah. Waldorf, I used to go there all the time, man. Yeah. I used to go to my brother's place all the time. It, it was a, it, it was a venue that was, you knew parents knew. I mean, it was it was safe. Time. It was a safe environment, man. Yeah. yeah, parents knew it was, and in the places like that, it sold booze. Their business, they got to make money. You get X's on your hands, and they would not put up with your teenage bullshit. They right. would kick you out. Right. You know, I was always there for the music. Clearly, right. I'm still doing it, but. No, there's always a parking lot to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. Uh, yeah, I mean that's probably not the the best message to put out there. <laughs> can we can we delete that? One? <laughs> <Yes>. Radio edit. <laughs> that's that's more than fun. Make um, sure you do drugs. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 no. that's funny. No. Yeah, just do shrooms in a truck. That'll be that's great. Right. Um, yeah, it is. It is one of the things where, as I've grown up, um, places like that have gone on the wayside and it is, it is very uh, disheartening for myself, but I am very happy to see not only you guys, but everybody else that have been playing music for so many years to keep it going and even continue to do your own original work outside of just, you know, playing in the bars. And it is, it is wonderful for me to hear too, that um, with you guys being around for so long, you're still trying to better yourself Still, still trying to gain more followers to approach it in a, a very strategic way, to where it's not just going out every weekend and, and, and strumming on things and 
and you know figuring out how to build that atmosphere how to how to gain that engagement from everybody so it it's been a it's been a bit uh, a very nice journey for me to be able to talk to everybody again um cuz like i said i mean i've been doing this as far as like any kind of music uh, I I haven't done anything in almost eight years, so being able to kind of come back to this, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, isn't, it, isn't it funny how life just passes you by? Yeah, and then the next thing you know, it's eight fucking years yeah, later, man. Yeah, I think my last show was uh at Bollywood before they they moved. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, right next to Monterey. Right, exactly. So I mean, that kind of gives you um, an idea uh, of how long it's been, but. You know, it's it's been it's been wonderful. Um, so I appreciate you guys. Absolutely. Uh, thank, thank you, you very much. Um, thank you, no problem, dude. Thank you. You're man. welcome. And I think that's about it. Cool. Did you used to play the bass? No. 